This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Remnants of Janus City comes a broadcast that will shake the Empire to its core. Rogue One Radio will discuss all things Star Wars and all things in the nerd culture in and out of the galaxy far, far away. Hey, folks. If you are tuning in for the first time, welcome to Rogue One Radio, and my name is Steve, and I'm one of your hosts, and today we have a guest host with us. It's Adam of From a Certain Point of View. Hey, Adam, how's it going? Hey, Steve, I'm doing just fine. How about you? Good. Doing good. Good. We've got, uh, I mean, DJ's been out on uh, medical leave and now we've got another sick co-host tonight nicole will not be with us except uh, i think they will be in the chat room and there she is um she's having some just having some throat uh problems Uh, that was me last week yeah seems to be going around yep all right well who do we got in the chat right now we've got isaac and Dragon Buddy, and uh, Scott from Used and Abused. Patrick's with us. Hey, Patrick. Nicole, of course. Spencer is with us. Hey, Spencer. No D and D tonight, Spencer. <laughs> um. So it is episode one hundred and six, and there's Andrew from the Science Fictionary. Hey, Andrew. Um, tonight we will be talking about episode eight of Andor, digging into that one a little bit. Um, that one is Narkina five was the title of that joy just jumped in the chat and joy. You didn't miss anything. We just started (laughs) and there's DJ in the chat. All right. We're starting to fill up. So before we get too deep into things i'm gonna go ahead and play our first music break of the evening um this one comes from a los angeles based trio i think they're a trio called jr slayer um they just put out an ep on september 9th called not rotten And I'm going to play for you the title track from that tune. So enjoy Not Rotten from J.R. Slayer. I think the world is going to die. 
before I do And if that's true I just want to spend the rest of my time Right here Sitting next to you Yeah, they just put out a new EP uh, in September, and it's actually really good. I listened to the whole thing. And the chat room is filling up. Uh, I think I already mentioned Andrew, but hello again, Andrew. Uh, Kelly, a.k.a. Lunar Girls, in the house. How's it going, Kelly? And Hector is with us. Hey, Hector, good to have you back. And I think it's oh Blake. Blake is in. Hey Blake. 
Boy, we are really filling up tonight. James Bond, here's the music. <laughs> Andrew told me to get up and dance. Yeah, I saw that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he was He was uh, saying you need to dance during the music. Break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, as it was uh, mentioned at the top, very top of the show, we are part of the Red 5 Network. There's a link down there scrolling underneath us where you can find all the really cool podcasts from the Red 5 Network, of which you are part of the network as well. You have a podcast called From a Certain Point of View. Why don't you tell us about it a little bit? Yeah, uh, we... uh... Josh and I, my co-host, we've we've done certain point of view since oh October nineteen, I believe, and uh, recently we've really stepped back from it uh, hard, and it's I, I don't think we've had a new video, honestly, a new video in probably about four months now, maybe something like that. So, uh, you know, we've just gotten busy. Josh is busy. I am busy. I've taken on a second job. And, oh, wow. uh, you know, so it, it, it's pretty well on hiatus right now. But, you know, we have a uh, hundred and some episodes to look back on. And, yeah, you know, you never know what the future will bring, right? Yeah. Well, I'm sure you'll get back into it eventually once things calm down a little bit, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. But, uh, yeah. Good stuff. Good show. Always appreciate enjoy that one. Appreciate it. Yeah. And... All right, so um, we do have a Patreon if you are interested in uh, getting in and supporting us financially. You just go to patreon.com, look for Rogue One Radio, or just click in the show notes uh, of this podcast and you'll be able to get there. And uh, you can subscribe for as little as $1.00. And right now we do have a good, lovely group of patrons, so I'd like to give them a shout out. We have Dave Brown, Kelly and Chris, Don Nicholas, Scott and Kim, and Amanda. So thank you very much for your support. We definitely appreciate it. And tell your friends, get them out there. Um, you can find us on social media. You can find us on the uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, of course, here on YouTube. And if you are watching us on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, like, comment, all that good stuff. Um, and if you want to follow us on any of the social media, um, there's a link right there scrolling underneath us. Um, that will also be in our show notes. So, where can they find from a certain point of view? Uh, um, Twitter would probably be the best place. Uh, certain POV Pod is the handle there. We are also on Facebook, but like said, that stuff hasn't been updated in so long. Yeah. Uh, so, Twitter is probably the best place to find us. And uh, find me personally uh, would be good too. That's uh, at the Gauze 85. And so uh, over the weekend, we had a, uh, it was meant to be like a 24-hour live stream, but it turned into what, like 
50 hours or something. Yeah, it's crazy. It was a lot. Yeah. And so they were doing a um, kind of a, almost like a telethon uh, for a fellow Red Five uh, friend, uh, Tom, whose house was destroyed in a house fire uh, early October. Um, Thank God everybody in the family got out, but uh, they lost all of their possessions and uh, GoFundMe's account, I believe, is still active. Um, so there's the link there if you feel you would like to contribute uh, to help get them back on the road to normal. And that, um, that link will be in the show notes as well. Uh, no amount is too small. Alrighty, so um, we do have another song, um, and then nope, not quite ready for our main topic yet. But uh, we've got another little segment underneath after that. But uh, the next tune comes from a band out of Tulsa, Oklahoma called the normandies and they just put a new ep out as well back in august um the ep's name is compartmentalization and the song we're going to be playing is the opening track from that ep and that is called falling apart enjoy You love me, but you liked it as a thing to make it right. This time I just wanted you to know I'm giving up. I'm letting go. I never loved you, I wanted you to Come 
All right, that was falling apart from the Normandies. Good bunch of guys. All right, we got some newcomers in the chat room. Uh, Megan is back with us. Hey, Megan. And she uh, she was the one that said she uh, hopped on just in time to get her ears blasted. <laughs> Kimberly from Used and Abused is with us. Hey, Kim. And I think that is all the new ones. <laughs> Somebody, somebody noticed my uh, my uh, name there that I put up there. <laughs> uh, so this is the portion of the show where we usually do our recommendations. Um, so don't don't feel uh, compelled to do. Uh, anything if you don't have any recommendations but in lieu of recommendations actually this week i was going to do a little show and tell um something i picked up a couple of weeks ago that i wanted to show off here it's about to go back into storage because we have no room for it but it is the newest funko pop well, that's cool yeah from our favorite uh, Weekway, um, Hondo Anaka, and um, are you getting ready to say something? Uh no, no, no. <laughs> okay. Nope, I'm good. Good deal. Are you uh, are you doing a recommendation? Um. I don't really have any. Do you ha Do you have anything? Well, it's it's. It's not really anything new, but it's a classic. Okay. Uh, Peak. I was watching Peacock a little okay. bit yesterday because they have uh, some really good classic things on there. And you know, yesterday being Halloween, uh, so I would recommend checking that out because they have some of the old original monster movies like Frankenstein and all that good stuff. But then they also have Psycho on there. Oh, okay. And uh, Psycho is just an absolute favorite of mine. Uh, so, so it's yeah, just I would say, go ahead. So it's just the Peacock Halloween? Or... Yeah, they had a whole, uh, and they probably have taken some of those collections and dismantled them or whatever, uh, you know, now that we're yeah. beyond spooky season, I guess. Uh, but they had like a whole collection of stuff, horror collection and uh, monster collection. They had the Psycho collection with the three mainline Psychos and the Vince Vaughn remake and all that other stuff. Um, so out of the, all of the ones that you have partaken in, um, over the last couple of weeks, what do you have a, a favorite that you checked out? As far as like the, the horror stuff, yeah. Well, like I said, I, I kind of saved Psycho for, for yesterday because Psycho is probably my favorite. I, I just love that movie. I love Hitchcock. I love that suspense that he is so good at building. And, uh, you know, that story is just so, so well crafted. And, um, and I don't know if you've watched, uh, if you've ever watched Bates Motel, the, uh, TV series, it was kind of a kind of, kind of serves as a, like a loose prequel to it, but that's also very good. Um, but that whole world and character that he sets up in that movie is just so, so, uh, interesting, uh, and, 
creepy, scary, but it's just, it's so, it's, it's probably my favorite. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you're, you are referring to the 1960 version, not, the, oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, not, not the Vince Vaughn crap. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so actually, I, I did watch, um, a little bit of that, um, a few days. I, I want to say it was, may have been Saturday. I don't remember. Sometime this weekend, I watched the original um, Frankenstein. You mentioned that one. Yes. Yeah, I watched that one too. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was that was good. Uh, hadn't. I mean, for for 1931. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Um, really moody, you know, and still, I, I think it still looks perfectly fine. Uh, it's always fun to revisit those types of classic, yeah, yeah, classic movies like that. And then, um, actually, over over the weekend, going into uh, last night, um, Manny and I have been watching uh, some of the uh, the Scream movies. Okay, we watched okay. the we watched the original uh, from nineteen ninety six, um, and then we watched the. Can't really call it a reboot. The one from this year, 2022. Yeah. Right. Um, it's kind of a relaunch. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, and then last night we watched uh, Scream 2. Cool. And those are those are pretty good. I actually um yeah, both one and two actually remember watching in the theater. I was in um I was in Alaska. Okay. I was stationed up there for the for the Air Force and uh, yeah. Yeah, they those both of those came to the theater on the uh, on the base where I was at. So, oh, cool. Um, yeah, so interesting stuff. Yeah, and uh, at, at least as far as the first one goes, it had a pretty good uh, soundtrack as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, I'll tell you. I'll give you another recommendation while we're here. Well, go for it. Uh, Tales of the Jedi is incredible. Incredible. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Some of my, some, I probably as some of my favorite Star Wars in recent memory, to be honest. Yeah. 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 And it's amazing because I wasn't, I, I don't know if I wasn't just expecting very much from it because it was, you know, the run times were a little shorter. So I was expecting, you know, just kind of um, simple little, you know, quick stories. There was a lot of depth in these, like really, really, um, really good storytelling and uh, beautiful animation and yeah. uh, you know, Dave yeah. Filoni just killed it with these. Uh, so I'm, I really enjoy it. It's like I said, some of my favorite, favorite star Wars and uh, I, really, I really hope for more of those. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I, you know, I've watched all of them and I really enjoyed them. Um, we're going to be doing a recap show of those. Uh, right after we're done with our Andor series. Uh, so I think that is the cool. first week in December we're going to be doing about that one. And uh, our guest that uh, on that show will be uh, Lunar Girl. She's a really big fan nice. of that. So, nice. um, yeah, I really enjoyed them. Um, yes. But kind of, kind of, Back to the subject of horror movies. So you said Psycho is one of your favorites. What mm -hmm. are some of your other favorites? Um, 
I don't know if I have favorites in the horror genre, to be honest. No. <laughs> it's yeah. not really one of the ones that I usually go to. Uh, but I, I'll give you some of the ones that I've kind of revisited this year. Uh, one of them I said was uh, um, Frankenstein, the original Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dracula, I, the, like the Bella Lugosi uh, yeah. Dracula. Yeah. Uh, I did the Phantom of the Opera, The I think it was 40, 1943 or something. The, the, it was a color re, um, remake. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was also on uh, on on Peacock, uh, but then I, I watched a couple times uh, this season the um, the Adams Family movies, the nineties okay. ones, um, which I I always enjoyed. You know, those were movies that I watched as a kid. Kind of introduced me almost to Adams Family, and then I would find the the reruns of the black and white show and all that, and and watch some of those. Uh, but I, I revisited both of those movies a few times this year and that was that was fun check those out again very cool um now i i didn't get a chance to watch it um i probably didn't even look for it but another like one of my favorites um is uh the third nightmare on elm street okay nice um kind of one two and three were were all good and it kind of went Mm -hmm. downhill after that um, but then, um, another one that I did, I did watch this month was the original, uh, Hellraiser. Um, those are, those are pretty good. Cool. Like and I did go back. I did watch uh, the sixth sense yesterday again. Which oh, I, haven't, yeah. I hadn't seen that one in a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, so that one, that one was fun to, to revisit. Did you ever watch the original, um, night of the living dead? Yes. A long time ago though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't filmed in Pittsburgh. Oh, nice. I did not know that. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I didn't watch that. I think I'm pretty sure that there's a, a remake, but I never, never bothered watching it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There was a remake of that. Yeah. Cause I, I also know that they remade, uh, evil dead and I I went looking for the original on streaming and couldn't find it. So the only one I could find was the was the remake, and I didn't bother watching it because I don't want to watch the remake of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, cool, cool. So um, I think that is it for picks, and um. We've got one more song, and then we're going to jump in and start talking about Andor, episode eight. All right, so the next song we've got is from a band called The Jacklights, and they put out a new single back on the 19th of the, well, I guess it's not this month anymore, uh, back in uh, October 19th uh, via Red on Red Records. And the name of this song is Underachiever. So here you go. I wish I could be that weird girl who's still your heart, but I'm just weird. Appealing, whoa, 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 whoa
All right. Underachiever by the, the Jacklights. And looks like uh, Scott is getting ready to pull out of the chat because he hasn't been caught up on Andor. You get <laughs> caught up, Scott, so you can stick around. Hey, Scott. But have a good night. And uh, one day we may actually watch. But Cassian is a tourist in this one. He is. He's a tourist. Mm-hmm. I'm just a tourist. Just a tourist. I'm just a tourist. So, uh, all right, Andor, um, episode eight, and this one is called Narkina Five, which uh, references a, I guess it's either a planet or a moon. Yeah. Uh, I would say a moon just based on the five. Could be. Um, but um, just dive right in here and starting off. Um, let's talk overall impressions of the episode. Uh, what did you think of this episode? Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I, I think I, I, I think mostly because Andy Circus is really one of my favorite actors. And so having him in, in that and really liking what he did, uh, helped ground it for me. Uh, I liked seeing Forrest Whitaker finally. Uh, so, you know, that helped a lot too. Um, but, you know, honestly, overall, I thought it was a pretty good episode. I thought it was interesting. Um, I, 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 I can't help but feeling like Andor's story, like Cassian's story here was, um, I don't want to say spinning its wheels, but kind of like laying low for a week, I guess, hmm. uh, while some other things happened. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's really kind of doing something separate here for, for a bit, but I imagine it's going to tie back in soon. Um, but you know, yeah, I, I felt like the rest of, I felt like the rest of the story kind of moved farther than, than Cassian's story did this, this time. So, um, yeah, I can see that. Um, I, I did really enjoy the episode and yeah, yeah. um, of course, uh, the the appearance of one of my favorite characters uh, in Star Wars certainly did not hurt that. Um, so we'll get into that, of course, here in a little while uh, when we start to talk about characters. But um, I, I I definitely liked it more, I think, than Episode Seven. Yeah, um, I would agree. I would agree with that. And. Um, I, I did enjoy just, there was a lot going on in this episode. Hey, Tina, Tina just joined us. Um, there really was a lot going on in this episode. Um, even with the, uh, minimum amount of locations to deal with. Uh, but you had, um, had some good stuff. I was um, I was really impressed uh, with this episode, um, and a, another you know another episode that just got you ready for the next one. And and at this point, I mean, we are um, more than halfway done with this with season one. 
Um, and uh, yeah, so now when you say getting ready for the next episode, I want that brings me like. I've had a problem with where these episodes end almost every one of them. <laughs> like, <laughs> they just kind of stop. <laughs> yeah. um, at least, at least in my eyes. I, and I don't know. I don't know what it is, but like, it, it doesn't really hook me. You know, it's not like, a, it's not like a, it's not like a cliffhanger or anything like that where you just, dying to for me anyway i'm not i'm not really dying to find out what happens next one it just kind of stops i guess hmm. um, I've, I've felt that way with almost every every episode i don't i don't i don't know what it is but i don't know it just doesn't seem to just doesn't seem to really really hook me for the next one but that and that's not to say that i'm not enjoying it because i do like this show um i i, I think it's an excellent show um but there's just something about the way it ends each time. Each time. Like, like, what do you mean? Um, like, you just like, like, like it wasn't, you don't think it was a cliffhanger? Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, I mean, it's just not like, and like, not everything has to be a cliffhanger, but like, I feel like there has to be, you know, almost like some type of, you know, like, like you have to feel like you're on the precipice of something. Like you have to come back to find out what's what's happening next. And I get that there's things happening here, like you know, Andor's in prison, and all, you know all this other stuff. What's going on with that? And you know, how does he get out there? You got the stuff with Saw now. Uh, you know, where where does Saw fit into all this? Like I, I get that, but I feel like there's not one particular thing that happens. Like 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 okay. So let's go back to like Mando. You know, I feel like Mando always kind of left off with something that said, Hey, I've got to see what happens with this particular thing that they ended with this week. I have to see what happens with that next week. And I just, I haven't felt that with this show. Really? Particularly just in the way that each episode ends. And so I don't know exactly what it is. I can't explain it exactly, but that's kind of what I've been feeling with how these episodes leave off. Interesting. I've, I, yeah, I've been feeling completely different i'm just each episode i'm uh you know anticipating the next one well that's um, good that's good i mean a lot a lot of it has to do of course with with the story that they're giving us this is some uh i mean as far as you know the the star wars universe goes in recent uh memory this is uh this is a, they're doing some really good storytelling i think um yeah i would I would, I, think, I, would, I would agree with that. It's it's yeah. light years beyond what Boba Fett and even Obi-Wan were uh, in terms yeah. of that, in terms of quality. Uh, yeah, I think the writing quality was a lot better. Um, it, yeah, it, it is for sure. But uh, yeah, we've got some, we've got some good stuff going on. You got on someone in show. your chat that you need to ban. That I need to what? Ban to get rid oh. of. <laughs> Oh, Camry. So we got um, we got a couple of new locations um, off the top of my head. I can only think of two new locations we got. We got uh, this place here, of course, uh, Narkina 5, mm-hmm. um, which is, um, I mean, essentially just a, 
like we mentioned, it was it's a moon, um, and it's it's prison is is yeah. pretty much all it is, um, and so this is where Andor gets uh, sentenced for doing nothing for being a tourist, um, and he's and and this this prison that he is is basically um, like a factory, like a, a, a industrial factory. Um, which does bring me to a question. What do you think they're building there? I've seen I've seen some theories out there. I think they're Death Star parts. <laughs> See, that would make the most sense because that's the one that they are... They're putting really- a lot of stuff into that. There's multiple levels to each of these things. It has to be something huge. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking, I, I think it has to be... They're really, they're really rushing to pieces. get that. At this point, they're really rushing to get that put together. And it yeah. seems like... Uh, Seems like that would be the most plausible explanation. I have seen um, another theory that it's uh, parts to Tie Fighters, which yeah, I could see I, that. I, I could see that too. Yeah, uh, but just um, just the sheer amount, um, it seems like it would make more sense that it's Death Star parts. Um. Could be. So, that star is a pretty big thing. It's almost about the size of a moon. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of parts. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is where he gets stuck, and he's he's part of a team under the uh, management of the aforementioned Andy Circus, uh, which we will talk about when we get into characters. Um, but this is a very. Um, I found some interesting things about this prison uh, that strangely we don't see in um, future prisons of the empire. It seems like this is a very uh, unique prison in the way that um, you know, how they, how they house their inmates and how they keep them kind of under control um, keep them from trying to escape. Yeah. Um, and was, you don't it was, seeing all that. It was, it was really shocking. Yeah. So yeah, I just found it interesting. And it's like, okay, so they have, is it cam again? No, it was, it was my pun. <laughs> oh. oh, I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, Ro from uh, Scare Scuttlebutt is just joined us. Hey, Ro. Hey, Ro. Nice to have you. Um, but uh, it's what what I found interesting about it is that there's you know these things like the um, um, like the floors where they can't. They can't touch the floors after. Floors you know, lava. Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, and they didn't have. I almost like uh, at the end of that when Andor was kind of, when Cassian was kind of standing at the edge of his uh, bunk thing uh, as the floor was coming on, I almost thought he was going to start doing some sort of weird like hop and, and, and like skipping along the side of the, like the containment units to get out of there or something. Like, it's like some weird floors lava game. That would be interesting. Um, <laughs> I, just, I don't know that that's going to happen. I just felt like that. I was like, 
because he was just kind of standing there looking out at it like he was done with this and I just thought he was going to start doing some weird some weird uh, game to get to escape the prison so some parkour or something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yep. um, I just I found it interesting that they have this kind of prison uh, system but they didn't have the same kind of system on say the Death Star yeah yeah, uh, where they were housing, uh, you know, Princess Leia, and uh, well, maybe I we mean, find maybe we find out why. Maybe there's a maybe there's a flaw to this, and maybe they figure out it's not the best thing. Maybe you it's know? you're you're right. Maybe it's because he figures figures out a way to escape it, and they're like, okay, yeah. let's not do this again. Yeah, uh, <laughs> could be. Although the Empire never really learns from one mistake. That that is true. That is true. So um, there's that. Because I. I it seems like they didn't even have anything like that in uh, Rogue One. Um, yeah, yeah. But but then again, we didn't get to see much of that particular prison one on one Wabani. Um, anyway, so um, yeah, Narkina Five, interesting little place. Kind of felt um, almost end, like Ender's Game ish <laughs> in certain yeah. aspects of it, you know? Yeah. You know, like they have everyone there competing against each other. They're obviously doing it for some sort of bigger purpose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That they don't know, you know, what they're doing. Um, so it kind of had like this whole Ender's Game vibe to me a little bit. Yeah. Somebody in the chat room, let me let me find it in here. They also compared it to, oh, Dragon Buddy. He said it was uh, Star Wars Squid Game. <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched Squid Game, so I wouldn't, I, I don't know that one. Yeah. Nor have I. Um, so yeah, so Camry does make uh, a a good statement here um, regarding Tales of the Jedi and, and yeah, Andor. I saw that. Yeah, um, he's he says that he loves it, but glad they got Tales of the Jedi because he was missing the Force aspect to Andor. So that that is definitely something that is missing from the Andor series. Um, but, um, you know, the part, the part of this that you get from the, the, you know, the, what makes it feel like Star Wars is of course the world building. And, um, I mean, it, it still feels like Star Wars, uh, because I think that, you know, you got the, the common denominator between all of them is is uh you know the empire and this sense of uh rebelling against the empire and and this sense of uh uh, i i want to say hope but right now it doesn't seem very hopeful uh for andor (laughs) yeah um yeah so i'm almost kind of opposite i I really i really do actually miss force aspects of this but um, but you're right, it does have a lot of those common denominators, but there are some things about it that kind of takes me out of Star Wars a little bit, and yeah. that, that, that gives me a little bit of trouble now and then. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pretty much on board with what Cam said there. That you know, Really, really enjoying the series, but I, I did very much miss that, and it was kind of refreshing to yeah. see, you know, the I Force mean, and the lightsabers and all that stuff, you know, so... Yeah, I mean that's that's all a very important aspect of Star Wars. 
Um, but every now and again, it's good to get a more uh, grounded story, uh, for lack of a better term. Like, uh, I mean, you want to hear? Can you not? Can you not do grounded stories with Jedi? Well, not really, because you're talking about a mystic force. You're right, but you're also talking about interstellar travel and everything else. So sure. So I sure. don't know that I don't know that that really precludes itself from anything else, you know. Hmm. So. Well, I I don't know. I just I think the Jedi are not not saying that I I don't like it because I do. No, like I know. I, said, I it's know. a very important aspect of the Star Wars universe. I just think. Um, there are other aspects to Star Wars that are um, just as entertaining that have nothing to do with Jedi and um, no, I can, yeah, I can see magic that. powers, whatever you know. Whatever I can see that. Know. However, um, you know, for me, for me, that that Jedi, that magic powers, that's like a a major part of it for me, and I, I, sure, I am very, sure. I am very much missing that in Andor, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's that's how it all started. I mean, that's what got Star Wars started was the you know with the Jedi and the Force and and whatnot. So it's it's obviously uh, a very major part of the mythos. Um, but for me, I, as much as I do like all of that, um, I also like to see stories about what's going on with folks that aren't jedi um, sure, sure. i just think you can do that with in a story as well um with jedi I, just, I don't think it has to be precluded from each other uh in order to to be told in a grounded way in a good story and, and all that stuff i don't think it has to be completely separate like it is here so but that's well i mean i i i, I don't disagree with you i um but I would say that putting in, uh, well, at this point, putting in a Jedi character wouldn't make too too much sense anyway, because most of them are being hunted, um, so they're all more likely hiding in hiding. Um, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say putting a Jedi in the series would take away from the series. And the, see the thing, like the thing is, like we keep talking about Jedi, but I mean, it doesn't even have to be Jedi. I mean, well, no, 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 no. And you're you're right because in Rogue One Radio or <laughs> Rogue One Radio <laughs> in Rogue <laughs> One, um, right. there were no Jedi, but there was. Well, there uh, was, yeah, there was right. the Force. There was the Will, and right. then right. you had Vader. Uh, you know, there was a. You know, that, I don't know about true. a major player, but a pretty big player. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. He did. He, the very he much. The, I think the the very least uh, that you can go before this would be solo, and you didn't really have anything in that until uh, until Maul showed up at the end to kind of tie yeah, some things good. together. That was kind of pulling some strings behind, you know, behind yeah. it all. Um, you know, so so there's that. Uh, but yeah, like I, I know that it's it's it, it, the story they're trying to tell here isn't really serviced by throwing just Jedi around, you know. Yeah. Um, but for me, that 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 mythos, that 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 mythological, that that's like it kind of goes hand in hand, and it's almost like I missed that part of it being there. Yeah. You know. And I mean, 
we're going to get a lot more of that when they bring out the Ahsoka series. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, we got, sure. the tales of, we got the tales of the Jedi. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I guess what I'm getting at is there's, there's different um, for, for everybody that enjoys something a little bit different. It's, all, it's almost like at this point, Star Wars has something for everybody. Like, okay. You don't, maybe you don't like that aspect of Star Wars. So try this one out and see what you think of this. But, but no, I mean, yeah, I, I, I like it all. So <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. But, uh, and it's weird. Um, Cause like I, I, I say this stuff and I feel like sometimes uh, it lumps me into us as a, someone that does, dislikes the show and I'm not like, I, I like the show. Yeah. Uh, there's just things about it that make me miss the normal star Wars. You know what I mean? Oh, I totally get that. Yeah, um, for sure. And Cam says something else there uh, as well about the music. The, the, oh. the music has been a little bit of a struggle for me too. Um, and not that it's bad. Again, like I, I can't say that I don't like the music. Um, but sometimes it feels almost like, I don't know, like 80s sci-fi soundtrack stuff. Like it almost feels like Stranger Things sometimes, I guess. And so that doesn't really help either for me. Um, but yeah. But again, like I, I say these things, like I like I'm, I'm I, I have complaints about it for sure. Like I'm, I don't want to hide that, but like right. I still think it's a, an excellent show. It's a very, very, very good show, and I, like I, I'm not trying to crap on it. You know what I mean? So. Oh no, I I didn't get that impression. That no, I, I'm not did. saying that you did, but I'm just. Yeah. You know, I'm but just... The, yeah, there are people out there who, um, I mean, if you look hard enough, you find them. <laughs> the uh you know the people that are just like absolutely hate it because yeah i don't know where i don't like i i don't i, I don't know that whole... I, I don't know that i get the absolute hate for it yeah and yeah and i like i don't understand that i don't even know that i i guess i see that from a, a few people but i i think sometimes that's just kind of being contrarian you know what i mean yeah <laughs> um just to make a point being kind of uh just argumentative kind or gatekeeper-y, gatekeeper-ish. No, I, I don't want to even say that, but I, I just want to say, I guess it's more like, like I said before, like trying to make a point, you know, like, yeah, yeah, like don't like one particular thing, so then the rest of it's bad, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, geez, what were we talking about? Uh, we we had just finished up with uh, Narkina Five. Okay, Narkina 5, yeah. so the the other location that we got. See, we can get the the squirrels and the bunny trails going with, <laughs> with <laughs> without the whole crew here. Um, um, the other location that we got was um, br- briefly uh, was Segura Milo, um, which is where Luthen goes. Uh, to meet uh, Saw Guerrera. Um, and so he goes there to try to get him to, uh, I guess, team up with, um, uh, I don't even remember his name, um, team up with another guy who's going to do another, some sort of heist, is what it sounds like. Um, yeah, yeah. 
But uh, so Seger and Milo, I I don't remember from from any of the books. Um, uh, having, having said that, it may have been in Rebel Rising. Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. I, I it's been a while since I've read Rebel Rising, so uh, they they did go to a lot of places. So I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but the you know the interesting thing about this is you know you you see the shot of of the planet, um, and then it I'm intersecting the O. What the heck? <laughs> Rose said that my head looks like it's intersecting the O. Alrighty then. So uh, but uh, so we get the shot of the planet, and then it kind of zooms in, and then the first uh, <laughs> dragon buddy, uh, my O face, um, and we get the uh, the first shot of uh, two tubes. So right away, you know where he's going, and it's, it, it got me really, uh, it got me really excited. So I was. I was happy to see where they were going and we were finally going to get to see um, a character that we had not yet seen in this show. Um, And so kind of segueing into that, um, one of the new characters that we got this episode was, of course, Saw Gerrera. And... um, Got more full head of hair in this one. Yeah, he did. (laughs) But um, so, what what were your thoughts on that little encounter? Uh, I I thought it was very very in character for Saul. You know, we're always seeing him struggle with being that. uh, Um, you you know, he wants to be in that rebellion phase, but he's always wanting to do it on his own. And, you know, so the dialogue there I thought was really, really um, good for his character uh, between him and Luth and just uh, you know, kind of struggle to find that balance between, you know, doing this for the cause and not just doing it on his own, you know? Uh, so I'm I, I, like, I liked that aspect of it a lot uh, this week. Yeah, um, I mean, of of course, I I'm gonna like it if they have they bring in Soccer because he's he's a favorite character of mine. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. I I found it interesting that um, this comment he made about him being the only one with clarity of purpose, um, as he's talking about the different yeah, uh, yeah. different groups. Uh, yeah. And I'm assuming he's talking about different groups of rebels, different rebel factions. Sure, sure. Um, and how he considers and how himself the only, the only true rebel, I guess, is what he's getting at. So, uh, it right. makes you wonder, like, okay, so you've got Mon Mothma, who is, um kind of the more political side. Sure, yeah. Um, right. Trying to raise money and trying to get things organized. Um, and then you've got the complete other side of the coin um, with Saw, who is uh, by any means necessary, um, essentially 
like Joy said here in the chat, um, he's essentially an anarchist. Sure, yeah, and that's a good he's going to yeah. do, yeah, he's going to do whatever he needs to be done, yeah, to get rid of the empire. Um, and he's been fighting this fight for a long time. I mean, he's been fighting it, you know, ever since the Clone Wars. And um, so, where does that leave? I wonder, Luthen, because he's not quite as far extremist as Saw, but he's also not 100% working with Mon Mothma because he's, he's, he's done things behind her back. Um, yeah, but- see, I, like, I, I see this almost as... And maybe I'm misreading the whole thing. Like, I, like I could be totally wrong, but I, like, I, I see this as almost... Eventually, Luthen and Mon Mothma kind of have to work together. You know, like I feel like Mon Mothma, like you said, is controlling the political aspects of this, the funding side of this, you know, that whole thing. I feel like Luthen's going to have to be the one that kind of does more around controlling these different factions of rebels. Mm-hmm. You know, like Saw says, you know, with with him being, you know, with everyone else just kind of doing whatever, and he's the one with the purpose. Like I feel like, and, and we saw Luthen kind of do that a little bit with, you know, with the mission. Um, I'm blanking on the planet, but at the garrison, Haldani. Yeah, Haldani, yeah. and uh, so we we saw Luthen kind of organize that type of stuff already, and I feel like that's kind of where he's starting with Saw a little bit there. Yeah. So I, like, I almost kind of feel like by the end of this, at some, in some point, it has to kind of come together. You know, it, it can't be, you know, Mon Mothman doing just her political things. It can't just be these guys over here doing their own things. It has to kind of come together. So I, I think yeah. that Mon Mothman and, and Luthen kind of are those two sides of, you know, one thing that becomes a rebellion, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we know that saws group and the, the rebel Alliance, we never see any reconciliation there. Yeah. Right. Um, Right. But so what I'm, what I'm thinking is that uh, with the exception of saws partisans, they, they kind of uh, Luthan will stand to kind of unite. Yeah. uh, All of the factions. Right. Um, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how we'll see how things go with him. Um, we still don't know who this uh, who this mysterious uh, character is that that Mon Mothma wanted to bring into the fold. I don't think it's the banking guy. I don't think that who she, that's who she's talking about. Uh, is that Tay? You mean? Yeah, I okay. I don't. I, that may be who she's talking about, but I okay, I, uh, I just yeah. get the okay. feeling, right. yeah, I just get the feeling they're talking about somebody else. Could be, I could be, I could be wrong. Um, which I mean, speaking of Mon Mothma, um, we did get some some more scenes of her with Tay, and seems to be another dinner party. Yeah, still, still not the dinner party that we kept getting <laughs> promised. Um, at this point, I think that dinner party has come and gone. 
Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty certain that that we never, we will never get to see Sly Moore having fun. Um, yeah, I don't think so. So we get, we did get another dinner party, and we've got this uh, unusual Chandrillon drink that they kept referring to. Yeah, that's interesting. I can't wait to see how that shows up in the uh, Disney parks because you know it's going to somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'm really looking forward to getting the. Uh, the Andor visual dictionary and have them yeah. describe that drink. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> um, apparently you can double up on the worms. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> so it's like some, some kind of space uh, mescal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we got, uh, yeah, we I can't wait some... until you go to Disney and you can drop a little fake worm in there that just instantly <laughs> fizzes out and dissolves. You know, it's going to happen. You know, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be that's gonna be in the uh over 21 section of the park. <laughs> uh, um, so you know, this this additional dinner party and um, the interactions between uh Tay and Mon and Perrin um have brought up and, and it may have been brought up previous to this episode, but it brought up some interesting conversation about the character of Perrin. So I, I know he's not new, uh, but I wanted to wanted to talk about him a little bit because there's been some discussion being brought about whether or not he is like playing the dumb husband so he can kind of throw everybody off of Mon Mothma's scent. Uh, or is he in fact just just an idiot? Um, so what what are your thoughts on that? Um, I, I guess I'd have to lean more towards the idiot side, although I don't know that I call it idiot. I call it maybe ignorant. I, yeah. I, I think he's more. Um, you know, it reminds me a lot of like Hunger Games stuff. You know, with the the people in, in that. Uh, yeah. that government that were just so into it, you know, yeah. that they couldn't see what was going on around them. And like, he just seems to be like into that whole uh, lifestyle, you know, the, the, the high life that he's been afforded with, you know, the, the great view and, and the, you know, the beautiful uh, apartment and all this other stuff. I think he just, I think he's just into that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I think the reason that this started, coming to my mind with this episode um, is some of the conversations that we're having in uh, at, at that party in this episode. But uh, I also want to mention that we, uh, while the poll is not over, uh, I put a poll up on the Rogue One Radio uh, Twitter on uh, if you think he's playing dumb or he's just dumb. And uh, so, so far, um, playing dumb is, is ahead. Uh, so okay. a lot more people think he's playing dumb. And the, so here's the reason I think um, that he might be playing dumb is they were having a conversation um, during the party about uh, how long they'd been together. Um, he had said that she was elected to the Senate at 16. Uh, and by that point, they were already married. 
So at this point, they've been around, they've been together a long time. And I find it a, at least, at, just personally, I find it a little hard to believe that they've been together that long and she's been able to hide what she's really doing fair. Fair. to her husband from That's her fair. husband. Yeah. I mean, I, now, I mean, if is she that good? Could be. I just, I just don't see it. It could be a mixture of her being that good and him being that caught up in the society thing, you know? Yeah. But so they've been living on Coruscant since she was 16. Uh, and of course, we don't know his age. Um, there's Cam going on about your mom again. I know, I know. <laughs> All righty. Um, so, yeah, so. So we don't know how old he is. I'm going to, I'm going to take a guess and say they're the same age. Um, just because if if that's kind of, or maybe older actually. Now that I think about it, because usually with those arranged marriages, um, of course I don't I don't know about the Star Wars universe, but a lot of the arranged marriages uh, in ancient times, uh, the man was much older. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I ju it just seems yeah, like yeah. it just seems like I I think he's I think he's playing dumb, and yeah, we may, may find out or we may not. Uh, <laughs> could be. And uh, so Megan brought up an interesting point. Um, she said that she has a feeling Mon's daughter will be the one to betray her. Hmm. I can see that sort of uh, defiance, or in, in in her daughter. So I, I can see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. So Camry says he can't stand Perrin or his daughter. They are bad news. Of course, Mon is a workaholic. She's not a great Mon, but is also missing an M. I think it's a really bad joke because she's Mon and not Mom. Uh, camera. <laughs> oh Thank dear. You. Okay. Um. Anyway, I just I wanted to bring that up about about Perrin on whether you know, uh, whether or not you thought he's just playing dumb or not. But don't know. Um. So some other scenes that we got uh, before before I jump into the next character, uh, because I will get into him. Um, we also got a lot more um, a lot more from from uh, both Deidre and uh, oh man, what's his name? The uh, sound of Chandrillan banjos. What? <laughs> Sound of banjos. There must be something going on in the chat that I, <laughs> I am not paying attention to. Um, <laughs> Mr. Mothma is Mr. Mom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's just worried about fun and not being bored. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But 
is he is that just is that just a is that just an act see now Roe says he will subvert our expectations we will see we will see um no but we got some more activity out of of Deidre um and she you know questions uh oh what is the guy's name Cyril yeah Cyril Cyril <coughs> um he finally had something to do this week. He finally, he finally got to do something. That's so. This is an interesting character here. Uh, while we are talking about characters, um, he has been in this show long enough to make. I mean, just to make you realize that that he he's just not he's not just an extra that's thrown in there. No, he has like, some sort of purpose, but there, he's also been like, eating a lot of cereal and sitting at a lot of desks. So. Yes. He's, he's been eating his blue cocoa puffs. Um, but yeah, he's I, that obviously that, that purpose hasn't been revealed, but it's just, it's just funny that like they keep bringing him back and you're like, okay, what's his deal, man? <laughs> what are you yeah. doing with this guy? <laughs> Yeah, it's time um, for that to pay off. I think a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah, I think. I really. I mean, I said it back in our first recap of Andor, but I, I really think that he's going to become part of the Empire. Cyril. Yeah. Is he not? Well, I'm. I mean, as part of the um, Imperial. Oh, like the uh, ISB thing? Yeah, well, either the ISB or or even some, well, I don't know if he'd be in some naval capacity. Um, but something other than the Bureau of Standards. <laughs> okay, I see. Okay, I see. Just a little, bit, a little bit more law enforcement, military related. A little higher up. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I don't know. I guess we will. I guess we'll find out. Eventually, they will let us in on the secret. What is going on with this guy? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I need something to pay off with Cyril pretty quick. I think. Yeah. I, you know, I wonder. I feel like I feel like it's getting there. Like I feel like it's so close. <laughs> We're right, right there on I, the. I just, need, I just yeah. need them to tip it over just a little bit more for me. So. I wonder if he's going to somehow stumble upon uh, where Cassian actually is. Like going okay. through, yeah. like going so through he the prison finds him in the pr Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. yeah. And which brings us to the prison. Kind of brings us into that circle yeah. where we have another new character uh, that we got. Um, and his name was Kino Loy. Yep. Um, played, of course, by Andy Serkis, who is great in everything he does. Um, I think you mentioned that he earlier is, as well. He yes, he's, he's just really great. Um, man, I I can't remember the first thing I ever saw him in. For me, it would have to be Lord of the Rings, just his Gollum stuff, and then See, moving on to King Kong and everything else he did after that. And, okay, because I know. I actually didn't watch any of those uh, any of the, okay, the okay. Lord the Lord of the Rings. I didn't see any of those. Sure, um, yeah. I, well, you know what? I did watch the first one. 
So maybe I saw him in that one. I don't, I don't remember. I just, I don't remember much about that one because it just didn't grab me. Hence the reason I didn't watch any of the others. Um, off the top of my head, the, the one I can think of that I saw him in may have been the first, maybe not, was the, um, oh man, the prequel for the new Planet of the Apes movies, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, because he played Caesar. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think um, that. I was trying to think what what else he would have been in before that. Yeah, there's got to be something I've seen him in before, but he's he's just been in so much. And this is not his his first time in Star Wars either, of course. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, um, right, right. This is the first time we actually see him. See face, yeah. You know, uh, see his face. Yeah. Um, but of course, he also he was the he was the, uh, oh, wait, the voice. Wait, 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 wait. What if? What if Kino is Snoke? Hmm. The voices sound so much alike. Yeah. Maybe. Hmm. Could be. It's an interesting thought. <laughs> I mean, he did. Maybe, maybe he dies and. Through, through cloning, <laughs> through some sort of cloning uh, program, we get him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and or equals Snoke origin story. Yeah. <laughs> um. Um. But yeah, he did. A, he did a really good job. Um. In this. Oh episode. yeah, yeah. He always does. I, I love everything. He's, he's... Yeah. Yeah, and it's really from it's his voice is just so unique and. Yeah, the stuff that he can do with that, going from you know the, the voices that he can do and everything he can do with that, just that gravelly, raspy thing that he has yeah. going on, it's just incredible. I, I love, I love seeing him and stuff. So uh, he was in a movie earlier this year where he did a you know a really amazing job. Um, he played the part of Alfred. Alfred, yep. And yeah, he did. He did an amazing job in that movie. I agree. I, th I thought he was excellent as Alfred. He was excellent. Uh, yeah. When I first heard he was going to be Alfred, I was a little hmm. Oh really? I, I was. I was a hundred percent on board as soon as I, I heard like, it. I was a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, at that point, I was like, "Yo, you know, he's a great actor, but I, I yeah, I don't, I'm not sure if I see that." Uh, Right. But after having seen the movie, it was like, oh man, he, yeah, spot on. He was awesome. Yeah, he was absolutely. Awesome. He had this kind of um, um, Batman Earth One, which was a, a series written by Jeff Johns. He kind of gave that kind of vibe right. in the movie. Um, it was great. Right. But but yeah, as as this uh, prison kind of trusty uh, character. Um, he was perfect. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I think that was all that we got as far as new characters. We got him and we got Saw, who isn't really a new character, but as far as Andrew goes, he's a new character. Right. Um, but as far as the episode in general, did you have any other um, 
things about it that you wanted to to touch on? No, not really. Like I said, I, I enjoyed this. Like like you said before, I enjoyed it more than last week's. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, just to recap, I thought it was I thought it was very good. I, I liked uh, finally seeing Saw. I, I love uh, the uh, I love the inclusion of um, of uh, Andy Circus and uh, so yeah. Uh, as far as like uh, quality of the episode goes. I thought it was really good. Uh, it was it was interesting. Um, you know, I, I do like seeing all the Empire stuff. Uh, so, you know, good stuff there. And uh, we we did get. Uh, I feel like we got some more of that this week. So I like I, yes. I, I like that, especially with the prison stuff. You know, that uh, a little definitely brutal, but also, you know, that's kind of what you expect. I think so. Um, that 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 uh, for me made it a much more interesting episode i agree yeah i i agree with you about um you know we're getting getting to see more inner workings of the empire and yeah yeah they're giving us they're giving us a bigger picture of uh why does everybody hate him <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? right, right um so i mean we got a little bit of a touch with that uh of you know in the previous episode but this one even more so um, but the only other thing I want to I want to touch on is that we got we also got a little bit deeper understanding um, of the relationship between Val and Cinta. Um, it's kind of a you know they're they're kind of they've got this relationship, but but Cinta feels that you know their their relationship is um not as important as as uh basically her job or her her yeah yeah her you know yeah. what drives her yeah she's um, pretty clear that Val she was second yeah very clear and and val seemed um just kind of the look on her face yeah yeah almost like she was not um she was not okay with that, that she was, she was a little disappointed, I guess would be the best way to, to describe it. Um, so it seems like she is not nearly as invested in the cause as Senta, uh, which I find interesting because she was essentially the person in charge of that little heist group. Um, yeah, I don't know if that makes her not invested in the in the cause. I, th- I think I think it shows two perspectives on what the cause is for these two people. You know, yeah. Um, I, I I think that because I, like you said, I, I think Val t- t- took that very seriously in, in the garrison. Yeah. Uh, so I, like for her, it it is something uh that isn't just it's not just a job for her yeah but for Cynthia, it's almost like life you know like it, like it's a it's like you know it, it's who she is you know yeah at, at a fundamental level and it's kind of looking at it from two different lenses i guess yeah that's a better way of describing it not not so much that she's less invested but she's just she's invested, invested in a different way in a different way right yeah yeah um and, and, and so, like for Cinta, 
like that investment takes up everything, you know, yes. and there's no room for anything else. Uh, but right. I think Val, there was room for, for more there and just disappointed that yeah. she maybe, yeah. you know, didn't read the same thing from Cinta. Yeah. So, but I mean, when we put it that way, it's like all of these characters that we're meeting have a different perspective of their investment. Oh yeah. 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 That's I mean, interesting. Yeah. So you've got saw who's yep. like all in and willing to do anything. Uh, Mon Mothma, who's essentially uh, not really hands off, just, I don't want to get caught. Like, almost like saboteur type thing, you know, like doing it behind the scenes and yeah. sabotaging as she can without getting caught. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Joy brought up um, a, yeah, a good a way, way of to, it, yeah. to explain what we were, she wanted to have that, that work life balance. Work life balance, yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, the more, the more you think about it, the, the more it seems like there's, there's just really, there really isn't any room for that. If you're wanting to get done what it is you're trying to get done. Um, there's very little room for life. Uh, especially if they're, if they're, you know, especially in, in a case where, you know, you're part of a group that just robbed a <laughs> robbed a garrison, and <laughs> and like the whole the whole empire like turned up, turned up over its head uh, over that that incident because the laws are changing now. Everybody's prison sentence has been doubled. Um, things are going things are going crazy now. So uh, yeah. So tomorrow we're getting a new episode, and um, so I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, it'll be episode nine, so including tomorrow's episode, we've got four left uh, in this season. So um, either they're going to need to pick up the pace, which not necessarily they don't really need to pick up the pace, but uh, getting to getting Andor from where he was to how he turned out in Rogue One. Um, like, are they, are we going to get that in the next four episodes? To get to, uh, from, from I don't think so. I mean, a, we got a whole nother season of this. Yeah. So you don't think we're going to get the Rogue One Andor until next no. season? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I don't know that we do. I mean, I they, I, I think they've got to get in the uh, casting out of prison next episode. I think that has to end this arc. Yeah, uh, yeah. we got to move into some other stuff, but I don't know that you see Cassian at full and or at full hmm. uh, Rogue One swing at the end of the season, unless they do a time jump, which is yeah, possible, yeah, I, I yeah. Um, so Joy was asking, did we talk about Deidre? We we did kind of briefly touched on it a little bit, yeah. Touched on her. Um how she um she had her, her her conversation with Cyril and basically took his information and then blew him off. Um 
and then of course at the end of the episode we get her uh doing some some cia level interrogation <laughs> techniques um yeah so yeah she's a she's a great character yeah um and she is as as cam put it she is dedicated um i i see her as like do you see her as the type of character who is just there to further her career or is she like truly dedicated to the cause? Um, yeah, I, I think a little bit of both, you know? Okay. Okay. You know, I, I think she definitely is, you know, dedicated to the cause, but I think that she's also, you know, not willing to let anybody rise above her either. You know, it's almost um, like she has to prove her worth to that cause, you know, like she won't let anybody step over her. She won't let anybody, uh, you know, push her down so they they can rise up. She, she needs to, to be the top of that. And I I think a lot of that goes into a, like an intense belief in what she's doing. So, I think I think what I was getting at is do you think she's doing what she's doing just so that she can get promoted? No, I would still say the same thing. I would still say a little bit of both. Huh. I would still say because she does believe in that, but um I like I don't think it's just about promotions for her then. If I don't I don't asking. think so either. That, that's that's okay. what I'm getting at. I think All I right. think if, yeah, if that's what you're asking, then no, it's not just about just a promotion. Yeah. I, I think she is very I think she is very focused. In what she's doing and yeah. uh but like you said she's not she doesn't want anybody to stand in her way to get her goals achieved and her, her goals being find out uh, at this point yeah uh, right. at the beginning it was you know find out where the hell all this all this technology is going um and then ultimately the, the her goal is root out the rebellion yeah yeah and find out who's in charge and and squash it like a bug uh so yeah. that seems to be where her focus is right now she for sure like that I, I think that's that's definitely her motivation i believe yeah so so i i definitely don't think uh we have seen the last of her and and i she's one of the characters that i think uh, that we're going to carry on and we're still going to see her in season two. Um, I, you know, there, there are, char- there are certain oh, characters yeah. Yeah, that I think so too. I, I've mentioned earlier in, in the, uh, in re- uh, previous episodes that, you know, they're, they're not going to make it to episode or to, to season two. I just, there's right, a few right. of them. I just don't think they're going to make it um, as much as I would like to see it. Um, I'll repeat it. I, I don't think Luthen's going to make it to season two. Oh, you, you think he dies? I, I think he's going to get found out. Found out, okay. I hope I'm wrong, but I just I just got this gut feeling that he's not going to make it. Um, and that that goes the same with his uh, his assistant. Um. Yeah, I know, yeah. I I forget her name, but yeah, I know. I I forgot her name too. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean. Part of me, but even, but maybe less so. I'm starting to think the same. Uh, 
uh, for Val and Ciro, uh, Senta too. I think something's going to happen on uh, Ferrix. Something major is going to happen, and they're not going to make it out. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but as far as Deidre, I I think she's going to make it to the next season. I I would agree with that. Yeah. Um. So Camry has a has a, a theory here or an idea. It would be a cool juxtaposition between her life in the Empire and Andor's in the Rebellion, and when their paths finally cross, Andor realizing he can't change her <coughs> pushes him into full. Are Are you talking about Deidre, or are you talking about? Somebody else. Because I don't... Why would he try to change Deidre? Um, I'm not following. Maybe something else is going on that he's talking about. Um, checking the chat, see. That actually, so sounds like, that actually sounds like Lost Stars. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> sort of. Um, I heard a what if scenario about. Oh, if Deidre was Andor's sister, he said. Okay. Uh, um, I don't think so. I don't think she is. Um, yeah, Cam, I can't follow the chat room all the time. <laughs> I think Snoke is Andor's sister. <laughs> Maybe maybe he's well no that's not it's not co-ed. I was gonna say he'll he'll meet his sister in the prison, but no, it's not co-ed. So yeah, no. um yeah, that's that's a very lost stars kind of idea, which actually we will be talking about lost stars uh sometime next month. Um but we are coming up on the end of another episode. We're about done here. Um, next week we will be talking about episode nine and we are going to have, um, who is our guest next week? Our guest next week is, uh, Melanie. Um, so make sure you come back next week to hear us talk about episode nine. Uh, I want to thank everybody in the chat room. We had a pretty full chat room tonight. Thank everybody for coming in, hanging out with us and talking to us and um, definitely thank uh, Adam for joining us. No, joining thank you for having me. Tonight. And uh, always, always fun me. having you on. And, and no, I appreciate it. Yeah. So it's always a blast yeah. hanging out with you guys. Yeah. Or just yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> what, what can you do? You know, there's people get sick and it happens, but uh, hopefully Nicole will be much better next week and be on with us and uh yeah get better hopefully and dj yeah hopefully. hopefully dj will be be back next week we've we haven't seen him in a while on this show it's, it's been a what um okay now they're talking about star wars novels i'm assuming they, they're talking about lost stars yeah yeah, talking about lost yeah, stars. yeah, yes, that, yeah. that is a really good book so um that is mid-december i think when will we talking about that one um but anyway everybody thanks for tuning in make sure that you subscribe like comment all that good stuff hit that little bell and uh, make sure you don't 
miss any episodes. And um, thanks to everybody in the chat. And I uh, look forward to seeing everybody here next week to discuss more and or. Have a great week, everybody. Bye.